They got a lot yeah. of big sets they're building. More and more. Everything's just more and more people are coming in to cover the game or to go to the game. You can already see the crowd starting to build up. Yeah, it's Sunday, Monday, pretty slow. They've got media night. Things start mm -hmm. to pick up a little bit more Tuesday, a little bit more Wednesday. Thursday, Friday, pretty crazy. Saturday, big party, big game Sunday. Go home Monday, usually. That's the that's the jam. We will be leaving before all the insanity yes. Saturday. A lot of Chiefs fans here. I don't know if you guys watched the whole Super Bowl opening day, media day, but it seemed like it was like 70-30. A lot of Chiefs crowd fans. noise for the Chiefs there. I've yes. seen a lot of Mahomes jerseys, a lot of Kelsey yeah. jerseys. Uh, maybe the Eagles fans will be here a little bit later on in the week. I mean, look, rightfully so. If I was a Chiefs fan, I would soak this up. I thought the Eagles fans would travel more. Well, they're, it's still early. There's still yeah. a lot of people. A lot of, you know, there's people who go to the game that only get in here Friday. You're right. Or Saturday, even, for some. So. Plus, yeah. they have the 76ers to root on right now. This we got true. our MVP, Joel Embiid, playing pretty good Joe, basketball. Joe, Joe, Trista Joe. Trista just wants to run into Eagles fans so she can mush the team even more. Just, fly, Eagles, fly! That's what it's all about. So if they do win the Super Bowl, what does that mean for your mush skills? Is it done? Is it dead? Well, I have money on Eagles alternate mm. spread, so... <laughs> It's, it's like a little emotional hedge for you. That's there. what you, I did with the Warriors. Yep. I, I was like, if I don't mush the Warriors, at least I win money. And Darvin Hammond yep. coaching that's, the that's Lakers. Working. That's working. That's clearly working. You've mushed the Lakers. They're definitely broken. Yeah, I thought that that had a shot, though, if they got Kyrie. But then he yeah. wouldn't have won coach of the year anyway. Because no. you're not going to say, well, okay. You were brutal the first half of right. the season. We're going to give you coach of the year because you acquired one of the best point guards in league history. It's not happening. It's not really a good coaching job. It's just, hey, we got another guy that can score 30 a game here. Right. Facts. Uh, so earlier we had James Seltzer on, who, oh. you know, from WIP in Philadelphia. We did. Gotten us some props, because props are props. certainly a big, big deal in the Super Bowl. Kenneth Gainwell has gotten very, very popular. Some places it's rushing yards is up to 19 and a half. Some it's 20 and a half. I got it over 18 and a half. Uh, but we asked him about Kenneth Gainwell and really some of the other props that you could expect from the Eagles earlier in the show. So he really had a disappointing season. And then all, all of a sudden here at the end of the year, and, and particularly in the playoffs, he's become one of the go-to guys. So it's a really fascinating thing. I think they will use Gamewell. I think he has proven over the last two games that he can he can be relied on in situations. The, the popularity of that, I think some of it is the fact that the number is so low, but it's also on top of that, what we've seen in the last three games, he's gone well over that number including, what, 112 yards, 114 yards, whatever it was a couple of games ago, 112. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and that's only on, that was only on 12 carries. And then 14 carries for 48 yards against San Francisco. You see the production there, and you started to see his role even climb a little bit more when they were playing the 49ers to the point where actually there was a, a next touchdown bet at 31-1 to for Kenneth Gainwell. And he, was getting, he had like three carries of the drive already, and I was like, I guess I'm going to have to bet this, of course, that it didn't happen. But nothing made sense in that game. It's... I know it's dangerous and we get worried sometimes and you're like, oh, God, everybody's on this. Everybody's on this side or everybody's on this prop, whatever the case is. But sometimes it just is what it is. Travis Kelsey, yeah, you could say it's square betting on Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown over 78 and a half yards. But he's also really good and there's a good chance that that happens. So sometimes I just don't even care if it's really popular because that just ends up being the result anyway. Yeah, it's the Super Bowl. I mean, especially this year, everybody's going to be betting the game, and star players are going to show up. I like the over in this game, and now look at this total. We're at 50.5 points are going to be scored most likely. I think that these guys, I think there's going to be a couple guys that go over. Like, I like Miles Sanders. I completely understand why everybody likes Gainwell, especially with the total being so low. Really seems like Sirianni likes him right now. I don't think that there's a bad look. Like, if you like Boston Scott, I don't think it's a bad look. Yeah. If, if you like Jalen, I don't think it's a bad look because the Chiefs, 
like they just play with light boxes. Their defense plays with light boxes at the fourth highest rate in the league. That's why I really like Miles Sanders. Everything is stacking up for him to have a big day. This mm-hmm. just seems like a great matchup, but that doesn't mean that Gainwell can't easily take three carries 30 yards. Yeah, again, if he has 25 yards rushing, 20 yards rushing, you go over the total. So yeah. it's pretty good. Yeah. I'm in the sweat chamber, guys. I'm going to right over there. So I have seven and a half, Brooklyn seven and a half. Uh, they are down, well, they were down six. Uh, I believe it was Mikael Bridges missed a mid-range, and then somehow DeAndre Ayton turned into a monster, put back dunk. Everybody's excited, DeAndre Ayton, but I'm not excited. So there's like 53 seconds left. So uh, I need to just figure this out because it's yeah. inside of a parlay. Good. Yeah. I'm trying I'm trying breathing. not to be that guy because I know you don't like it, breathing. but I had Suns minus five and a half. So, oh, we got a yeah, little but we're fine with that. that. We can both I know. win. I By know. the way, Denver up 51-26 on Minnesota. Wow. How about that? Yeah, but for the rushing props, so I'm yeah. waiting on – I have not done anything with Gainwell. Uh, I am, uh, like I said, all over Miles Sanders. The number I got, 56 and a half. Didn't have to do a whole lot in that second half against San Francisco. Really good matchup. The number, as we talked about last week on Thursday, Nick, it opened up at 55 and a half. That would have been actually the third lowest line of the year for Sanders. And it's the third time only since week three that his rushing prop was below 60 on the open. So I feel like we're kind of sleeping on him because he hasn't had a big role the last couple of weeks. I think he's going to have a monster game. I took uh, Isaiah Pacheco actually under 11 and a half carries. Yeah. Or 12 and a half carries, I'm sorry, just because he's went under in four of the last five games. Uh, we saw a lot of McKinnon in pass pro. And also now with Edwards Hilaire, like who knows what Andy Reid's going to do. And I know everybody loves Pacheco, but I'm going to go under. Under on him, over on Sanders rushing yards. That's all I've really done here, though. So Let me far. look and see what his number is now, because I I think they actually moved that. In terms Pacheco of or Miles Sanders? Yeah, Pacheco is yeah. now uh, 11 and a half. You had 12 and a half, Ryan? Yeah. Yeah, so it's 11 and a half. It's actually juiced to the under I'd, as well. I'd still play the 11 yeah. and a half under. Do you guys think, though, Edwards Hilaire is going to have a big role in this game? Like, I don't. He's going to be more of a gadget so. guy. Or yeah, even or just, like, like, a just like a distraction. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and just more window dressing. And that's what Andy, obviously, Andy Reid loves so much. Yes. You know, like you activate a guy, and then you have to game plan around him. Kadarius Tony, he wasn't even fully healthy, and then he got himself hurt again. He says he's going to play in this game. Even just him being on that field, though, you have to game plan around him. MVS. Yep. But, you know, even the games where he only has one catch, he's so important to that offense because you need a burner. You need your jet sweep guy, too. For sure. And that's what I think Edwards Hilaire's uh, role might be. Miles Sanders has been frustrating anyway, though. Back to week yeah. 17, his rushing yards. You look at that prop, and it was 77 and a half. NFC Championship game. 50 and a half is what it closed at. Now, you know, we're looking at that 59 and a half yeah. for this. So it's like, it's just, it's tough because it's, they got a lot of guys in that backfield that can make plays and they use all of them. So they, they kind of, with, yeah. they cannibalize each other's carries and rushing yards. And not to mention, there's also the Jalen Hurts aspect of it too. So, you know, when it comes to it, that's why these numbers are lower when it comes to everybody in the backfield for the Eagles. But you also know that they will try to run the football a lot. I really think in this game, it's good. If the Eagles get up, their goal is going to be, and again, who wins the coin toss, who scores first. But like, if the Eagles can go out there, make a couple statements with some big downfield throws, and then try to take the lead, and they get the lead, they're going to try to eat clock as much as they can and run the football because they can score off that too. We saw them manage it perfectly fine against the 49ers in a very extreme situation. Right. Yeah. But there's just the chance here for a ton of guys to go out there, get a lot of carries, which worries me again about some of these receiver props that we like because it made sense against the 49ers. Obviously, the game wasn't a real game at that point, so it didn't really matter. I don't even consider those losses, but that could be a factor in this one again too where they're just eating up yards on the ground and you don't see as much for Devonta Smith or yeah. A.J. Brown. And that's why, I mean, I know we're talking about the backs here, but when we do talk about the tight ends, I like Dallas Goddard to go over his receiving yards because I think with you the You do? Eagles, it's at 50? 
it's going up to 50 now. I put yeah. it at 46 and a half. Yeah, you know what? I think I still do because I think that they're going to come out on early downs, a lot of short passes. They're going to want a lot of second and third situations. That's when they could run the ball. And they're going to want to they're going to want to be as about a 50-50 offense here, run pass, as they usually do. But the goal here, I would think, would be keep Mahomes on the sideline. Because like yeah. last week, you wanted to see what Mahomes had on one leg, and he's still Patrick Mahomes. He could still make all the throws, and now he's making plays with his legs in the biggest moment of these games. I want him on the sideline. If I have the number one rushing attack, the best offensive line, the way that they're playing right now, like I know the Chiefs' defense has been a much better defense since week nine. The Eagles are just pushing and throwing guys around. I love Micah Parsons. Like, look what they did to him a couple weeks ago. Look what they did last week. Jason Kelsey's out there with, like, one arm. Lane Johnson's out there with, like, one arm just, yep. like, throwing guys around. And one that, groin like you. Yeah, <laughs> that, that offensive line. And it, Yeah, A.J. Brown was talking about that last night. Uh, they were like, you ever uh, – for some reason, they had Cooper Manning is like doing the interviews. Yeah. Like, you ever, because he was a good baseball player, AJ. Yeah, Brown. he was really good. And they're like, you ever uh, think maybe you made the wrong decision? And he's like, no, I think I made the right decision. Although, the way my body feels right now, maybe I, uh, maybe I didn't make the wrong well, decision. Well, that, again, that's what makes <laughs> He that's was an incredible baseball player. Awesome. Like, he is a unit. Him and DK yeah. are yeah. on the same team. Just, just they're terminators. Freak, freak athletes just built Wide differently than everybody else. Built like again, offensive or outside linebackers. The Eagles have every starter from week one healthy for this game and playing. Yeah. That is Crazy. that is mind-blowing. And nobody's fully healthy. Guys have bumps and bruises. They're sore. They hurt. They're limping around a little bit. They're taking toward all shots like Brian Horvath. Yeah. But they still have everybody out there. That never happens in the universe of football ever. It just never. doesn't. That, that, that's a, look, that's a testament to the type of players you have on that team. It's also a testament. This always goes, you know, you know, overlooked the training staff. Training staff has kept that team healthy, and that that matters because you watch some of these teams that have massive injury bugs that'll go through. It's usually more than one year until the training staff gets fired. Yeah. There's usually like two or three, maybe even four years in a row where it's like they're devastated by injuries, and then you finally realize we got to fire everybody because these doctors don't know what they're doing. Yeah, right. dude. Like growing up, I knew the Bulls trainer. It was Chip Schaefer. Because yep. nobody was ever injured on the team. Yeah. Growing up, uh, as I got a little bit older, I knew the trainers on the Bulls because they attempted to kill one of my favorite players in Luol Deng by giving him a hot shot. Like, we've seen bad training staff. Yeah, obviously. we have. So, yeah, I mean, the Eagles, that entire, let's be honest, like that entire coaching staff, and I heard Julian Love, like with Nick Sirianni's just along for the ride. I completely disagree because Sirianni changed that offense for Jalen Hurts, mm -hmm. and then he was smart enough to give up play calling, which for some reason nobody talks about. Uh, I think he's the ultimate motivator. Maybe he's not great in front of the cameras around the mic, but I guarantee in the locker room, like they play for that. Guy. It's also easy to just sit there and say, well, a coach has talent, so that's why they're winning. Yes, you have to have talent to win. You have to have a great roster to get to a Super Bowl. But if you can't put that talent in position to succeed, right. yeah. uh, if you don't have a, the right scheme, if you don't tailor your offense to the talent that you have there and the skill sets that benefit the team, then it really doesn't matter because we've seen that time and time again. Again, Sean Payton will make the Broncos better, and we'll see. Oh, yeah, coaching does still matter. It's amazing. Look at what Kyle Shanahan did in Atlanta as the offensive yeah. coordinator. Matt Ryan was yes. the MVP yeah. because Kyle Shanahan knew what he was doing. Look at what Kyle Shanahan's been able to do in San Francisco without a franchise quarterback. Coaching matters, but you do have to have talent. And, yes, you can have a really good coach that elevates – a team that doesn't have a ton of talent. That's also good coaching. But, yeah, of course he's winning. He's got great players, but he's also a good coach.
Yeah, I mean, it's all about the the people who can maximize how much talent mm -hmm. that they can squeeze out of the players, put them in the best positions to succeed. Sometimes you can put players in bad, bad situations Absolutely. that are really talented. Like A.J. Brown had some moments for the Titans where he necessarily – I mean, obviously it was a Derrick Henry run offense first. Yeah, and Ryan Tannehill was thrown on the football. Yeah, exactly. No shade to Ryan Tannehill. He had some nice yeah. seasons there, but like he's not Jalen Hurts. No, I think not. that's not even yeah. – you don't even need to apologize for saying that. Yeah, I think right. it's fair. Screw you, Tannehill. Yeah, there you go. Not, what have you ever Say done? Say it from me? your chest. What have you ever done? For yeah, me? there you go. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I look. The Eagles are as talented as any team in the NFL, but so are the Chiefs. Problem is, the Chiefs' defense is not where generally you would say the Eagles are. So it's going to be. Let's keep it close. Bet MGM tonight.